Hey, everybody. This is Britt Lightning from the band Vixen and Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And I'm here with Jay Scott. And you're listening to The Hook Rocks. I'm your host, Jay Scott. Thanks again for tuning in. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts. There's something for everyone, for every flavor of music, for every interest, every genre. I always mention a few of my friends before we begin. Tom and Zeus on the number one rated KISS podcast, Shout Out Loudcast. Vinny Apice and Carmen Apice, along with Ron and Esty on the Hanging and Banging. Martin Popoff, the rock historian, and Mistress Carrie out in Boston. Don't forget to check out some of our recent episodes as well. We've got some great new music spotlights featuring Joyous Wolf, Seven Year Witch, South of Eden, Georgia Thunderbolts, and many more, as well as the interview with guitar player from Thin Lizzy, Scott Gorham. We also had our live album review, our quarterly live album review of Humble Pies live at the Fillmore, or rocking the Fillmore, I should say. So check out all those and more. Follow us wherever you do podcasts on every platform, uh, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or Amazon, we are there. Don't forget to download the latest episodes or set your app to download so you get the latest episode as well. Uh, we've, we're approaching 350 episodes, so we're quite extremely proud of that. And we've got another great episode for you today, another great new music spotlight. We'd like to welcome in Gurish from Gurish and the Chronicles. How are you? What's going on? Hi, thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm doing great. And uh, really just, um, it's all about the album right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's great, great to have you on. You guys have been gaining some momentum over the last couple of years here. Um, would like to talk to you, obviously, a lot about the new album. But before we get into it, we always ask the same first question every time we have a first time guest. And that's really what the Hook Rocks is about, just like every great rock song has a hook that pulls you in every great 
rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked them on rock and roll? What was it for you? Um, for me personally, I think it was um, it was the album Number of the Beast, I think. But uh, long before that, I was also into Eagles again, which is a huge contrast, I'm sure. Sure. What was it about Number of the Beast that really kind of put you on your journey? Oh, it was um, the whole thing, you know, everything from the guitars to the vocals to the bass and the drums, everything about it was like really fast and aggressive. I think I really liked that, um, the fast uh, punk kind of a thing going on there because I I wasn't aware that it was like uh, kind of an evolution of punk in a way, but I just knew this is Iron Maiden, right? (laughs) And and I was crazy about uh, Bruce's vocals and I really wanted to sing like that when I was a kid. So I think that's one of the biggest factors there. I remember that album when I was young. What struck me about the album was the cover. Because it was so oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy. I mean, I think I was seven years old or eight years old when I first saw the album. And just the imagery on it was just captivating, which made me want to listen to the music. Was was that like it for you or was the music first? Absolutely. Because uh, not, not only that, because uh, I was also a bit into sketching and stuff like that. And it was like really, really awesome for me to see the details, like in the back cover and everything. When I opened up the cassette and like the whole, it was really, it, it is really a great album cover. And that definitely, yeah, it has always attracted me. Uh, that's one of the most important things to me about Iron Maiden, I guess. Where did it go from there for you? For, you know, from Iron Maiden, when did it become something that you wanted to do? Be in a band, get up on stage and perform? Yeah, uh, so in school we had this, um, our, I think our generation was like, it was all about like the whole 80s kind of uh thing going on you know uh, some of us were into and made in jewish priest and uh, and mixed with some guns and roses aerosmith you know and then some of them were more into stuff like van halen and um like even saturn joe saturni and stuff like that because a lot of guitarists were into that kind of stuff actually so eventually when we would meet and jam and all it would all come out together and you know just like a bunch of kids you know dreaming of having a band by seeing one of the senior bands maybe you know in in the neighborhood just who would really perform so well and we would really get inspired by some of those bands and they would be playing songs by Guns N' Roses, Doc and Rat and all that it was really like attractive to us. As far as writing style goes was there a moment lyrically for you that you heard lyrics in a song that captured your imagination that made you want to write lyrics, not just play an instrument? I think so. Uh, It kind of developed slowly, I think, because uh, like I said, uh, listening to Eagles, like the Hell Freezes Over album, the live album, I think it was a really important phase in my life before I got into heavy metal and stuff like that, because some of those lyrics, uh, songs like, New York Minute, Desperado, and even Hulu California. Later on, when I got into stuff, heavier stuff, 
and I, I saw a contrast, like a huge contrast over there, you know, and and then I would listen to Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi even, you know, and everything had a different, different style of writing. So I think it was just uh, something that developed on its own. Uh, it wasn't really like something that not, not, not a particular song that kind of, you know, took me in, in that whole process. Was there a concert that you attended to that, you know, when you saw people perform, you were like, man, I want to get, I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the truth is uh, in our hometown, a lot of the bands or even some of the bands who would come to town from another city, a lot of them were just mostly doing covers. Right. So, uh, these bands would just belt out these animated Guns N' Roses songs and all. I think that was one big factor in us all kind of wanting to do that kind of music. Yeah, definitely. As you, you know, are on the, uh, at the beginning of the release of your new album, Hail to the Heroes on Frontier Records, released February 11th, what was it like anticipating this release? You know, was this recorded during the pandemic? How long have you guys been sitting on this record? Yeah, ever since we uh, finished uh, our last album before this, which was Rock the Highway, we had been kind of working on riffs and demos and stuff. And like after that, uh, we were already in touch with Frontiers uh, because we we were trying to uh, push our last album, Rock the Highway, also um to be released with frontiers right so it didn't work out at that time but uh, after that album we already had a lot lot of stuff going on because this time we really wanted to release albums in a disciplined manner because before that the last album the first album was in 2014 and we were just like just touring doing shows and releasing one or two singles we were not like really uh oriented towards um doing albums and stuff but after 2019 yeah i think during pandemic it kind of we started working a lot towards making new albums and yeah it was mostly we faced a lot of challenges because of the lockdowns and stuff like that i guess everyone's been facing that yeah a lot of artists have spoken about it what was it that experience like for you i mean when was this actually recorded um was it 2020 2021 how long before or how long? Yeah. How long before was it recorded before its release? Well, yeah, it was recorded in 2021, uh, right before. I mean, we were still working right before we submitted the album to the label. And it was quite fresh in a way. I mean, it took a long time. First of all, there were like sudden lockdowns and curfews and stuff going on over here. And like we would just not be able to meet for a month or two months and we would be just like I would be doing my vocals sometimes you know just write the vocal parts and kind of put everything uh, place everything in the demos and like as soon as we got a small opportunity we would just all gather together at the studio and just record one or two songs and then it kind of uh, started taking a shape we kind of in in that chaos we kind of found a rhythm you know somehow i guess and it was challenging in a way but i mean we lived close by so that way it was good you know how do you stay connected with the music that you record when you have to wait a while for it to actually come out to the public uh yeah i mean 
it's kind of uh, the anticipation is always there and we were not like we we were not entirely sure how um how this new album would be perceived by people outside india right and we kind of had an idea about the kind of audience we were uh looking for after rock the highway our 2020 album but i mean it was kind of sometimes a lot of things we did were mechanical in the sense like because of those uh, curfews i was talking about you know i i just did some of the vocals entirely on my own you know because uh, although i was sharing it with the, with the guys and yeah it was kind of tough at times because normally i'm used to yogesh our bassist kind of recording me and you know operating the system and stuff like that so uh but by the time we finished the album and when we heard it for the first time like in its full length before uh sending it to the label we kind of uh we were quite happy with it and it was uh we were quite confident that this will i think kind of uh make a lot of people happy and yeah i think it it kind of uh it happened uh, you know <laughs> i don't know how to put it in words <laughs> sorry as, as far as the recording goes and is you know with with doing this obviously with the pandemic we you know were there any differences that you guys had to overcome you know a lot of a lot of musicians and artists have spoken about doing things remotely were you guys yeah. relatively together in the studio recording this Yes, so uh, we wanted to make sure that it was all organic in a way, you know, because we did not we really didn't want to work online, you know. I'm making music and someone's on the phone talking like through the video. We we just didn't want to do things that way. We really wanted to meet and be together while recording and and doing all like all the songwriting. So, yeah, we made sure it took a little bit of time, but we just didn't want to like um like exclude that human factor you know because a lot of times when you are not together it's not the same i feel and sometimes it works but sometimes it just doesn't work uh, for us we are just too used to being around each other because we've been i mean together as a band for the last 12 years and which is like a long time and we we already have a kind of a rhythm when we work and so yeah we kind of made sure we were like together most of the time whenever we got the chance when you think about this album and the songs on the al- on the album that you guys recorded when you listen and you compare it to the releases that are before this where do you think the band where do you think as a musician have you evolved or have you guys evolved the most yeah i think uh, this album is kind of uh, one of the peaks of what we've done over the years because uh, our 2014 album although it was very raw and innocent in a way but a lot of the songs were like a compilation of so many singles we had been releasing and stuff and it had it had a very blues kind of a a blues oriented not exactly blues but a lot of a lot of the things we did during that time had like a classic rock approach to it but at the same time metal and hard rock but by the time uh, we released rock the highway we kind of we kind of found out like this is the kind of thing we want to do right so i think that was uh, the rock the highway album was kind of a revelation for us uh, especially the song rock and roll is here to stay and we kind of had a good 
idea about it like after that like what what we're going to do in the next album so i think hail to the heroes is like the most polished thing uh we've done uh, so far and because it's uh, it's like gathering experience knowledge and and we 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 have always been a very uh live performing uh band and we we just wanted the whole thing to sound very loud and huge and i don't know kind of you know wanted to give it a live feeling and i think we kind of succeeded in doing that was the purpose of doing that to kind of capture the energy that you guys have for your live shows yeah i think it's very much related to our live shows because uh when we get on stage and we do the when we kind of go for that first bang right uh we always get that feeling like we wanted that feeling to be there like in our songs you know so we tried our best and i think i think it can be done better in the future too but we we just gave our best and we kind of uh, wanted to reflect the energy we have on stage uh, on this album was it also important too to have that energy in the studio based on what was happening in the world around you um uh well i'm sorry i i lost you there was it important for you guys to capture the energy to focus on that energy because of what was happening in the world around you yeah i mean uh, if you're talking about the <clears throat> timeline a lot of uh, the songs do have uh, like a, a time stamp because uh, no matter how, maybe it was unknowingly or whatever we kind of ended up making songs like hey to the heroes and which ended up being the title of the album and um, heaven's crying for example some of these songs do have this uh, kind of represent the state of the world right now and even when we were recording the album it was just so uncertain and everything was like kind of in chaos and a lot of songs of course were just like pure hard rock rock and roll things going on there you know that we just like something that we just have always been doing we had to reflect on our uh, life a lot in the sense like those times when we were like really touring and we were like like really wild like during those years and we kind of tried bringing in that energy a lot at the same time we also ended up making a lot of songs that was like talking about the state we were in like at that moment right so i i don't know if that makes sense for sure i mean you know you know it, it's affected everybody and it's just interesting to hear how different musicians dealt with being locked down, yeah. you know, seeing yeah, I, all I the... Guess it also kinda, yeah. I, I guess it also kind of showed our side. We're like, no matter what, uh, like the hardships, and you know, we've always been like, we've always, uh, we've never tried to go over the top, trying to like live that rock star life and all. We've just taken everything as life has given us. And like, no matter what kind of situation we've just been together and like you know we never cared about the situations and stuff that we went through and we've seen a lot of struggles but we never took them as struggles it was more like fun for us right so no matter what uh like even though the state was bad but at the same time there are a lot of songs that kind of show that we're just like you know it's okay <laughs> you know we 
we got to do what we got to do kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, it's also amazing how what's happening around you affects the tone of your music too, as well. And, you know, where that happens and, you know, whether it's darker, whether it's lighter, however, what type of energy you want to convey to your audience through the music um, is decided, you know, depending on, on what band you're a part of and, and what, what you want to say and what you want to people to hear. But True. subconsciously, you know, having everything affect you, there's something to be said about that too, right? Because you're constantly seeing what's yeah. happening in the world and, and the sadness and the anger and all, all the, the, that encapsulates the pandemic for the last exactly. two years, it, you know, it does affect your art. It does. It does. It's absolutely. Yeah. If we even talk about the opening track, Primeval Desire, there are mentions of stuff like locked in a cage, you know, like those kind of references. It's like, you know, the band is waiting to just go out there and explode. And <laughs> so, yeah, so you're right. You know, we, we might not be aware of it, but we end up writing a lot of stuff that kind of revolves around us. Like yeah. Sure. As far as naming the album Hail to the Heroes, what was the deciding factor on that? We kind of really, uh, we just sat down and we decided Hail to the Heroes was going to be the perfect title for the album. And that song was something we wrote with a lot of emotions, uh, more than anger or stuff like that. It was like kind of, you know, we are trying to say that uh, everything is kind of like, in a really bad state and but we still want to see that light at the end of the tunnel no matter what right so it was kind of a a positive song in a way and it was also like a tribute to all the bands that we grew up listening to i mean coming from gang toxic game which is which itself is kind of disconnected with the rest of the country and again trying to get uh, like i mean growing up listening to bands from the US, UK, Europe, you know, and it was like kind of, uh, we, we really felt like we owed a lot to these bands because we kind of, we kind of make a living because of that music. We kind of, we are getting recognized because of that kind of music. So we thought it was just really um, perfect for the whole thing, I guess. I mean, when you're writing, you you spoke about, you know, the emotions that you have when writing a song like Hail to the Heroes. Um, looking back on this album, how different emotionally was it compared to the previous album? Yeah, I think the previous album has more of a, like a aggression and a thirst kind of a thing, you know, like we really want to get out there kind of thing. And this one was more about, uh, although that uh, the, the whole feeling was there at the same time, I think we were much more matured while writing this album. It was like, you know, now it's time to kind of um, show everyone like what we are all about, the kind of stuff we do, the kind of stuff we grew up listening to, because I'm sure every song will remind someone of some band or some artist they grew up listening to. Right. And we kind of, we, we always kind of make sure to not sound like as if we are trying to copy someone or anything. It's more like, you know, we, it's kind of something that we love and the audience loves and we are just celebrating the whole thing. I guess. Uh, so it was more of like, um, 
yeah, like it's, it was more like celebrating uh, an era, I guess, you know, rather than like trying to show how deadly musicians you are or something. We just wanted to have a good ride with this one. <laughs> and I'm sure that was important too, because, you know, when you're watching everything that's happening to be able to turn to something that is positive, you know, that is, yeah, you know, an, an energetic experience is important for your mind and for your mental health. And also, again, for your music. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you guys go from here? What's next for the band? Is there plans to tour? Is there plans to come to the U.S.? What uh, What's next for you guys? Uh, we've never been the kind of people who would like plan stuff. We just like take everything as it comes to us and but yeah we are we have been trying our best to kind of find sources and like hopefully tour more of europe and us and you know where we really want to uh, showcase our music and india toria so we can definitely like plan that but uh going abroad is like once again the pandemic is still not like really <laughs> over right and like we ha- you have to think twice before anything and we really want to do it though you know so so we're trying our best let's see (laughs) but yeah we're already talking about what do we do about in the next record and stuff like that yeah yeah you know the one thing that is great about releasing a music this year and even last year is you know the state of rock music is completely different you know, when you think of prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of talk about its relevancy, which there still is a conversation about that. But, you know, there was this definition that rock is dead. And, you know, I I think now when you think of all the great music that was released last year into this year, I think there's a definite reason to be excited for the genre and for where it's headed. Yes, I totally agree to that. True. It is. it's nice to see all these emerging bands from around the world because, you know, in the past we've had a scene in LA or a scene in Seattle or wherever the scene was, it, it really has become a global scene. I mean, yeah, you know, the- it's, yeah, it looks like everyone's more united this time or something like that. Right. And, and the music that's coming out is also kind of, it has a fresh feeling to it somehow because uh, for, for a long time, I, I personally felt like, um i wish that i i had this kind of a song like i could hear this kind of song and i i couldn't find it for a long time you know but yeah you're right uh since the pandemic and last year and this year like there's a lot of freshness in in the air when it comes to rock and metal i think yeah i I think it's in a lot better place like you said i i think bands are very supportive of each other. Most bands are at least. And I think that helps the cause. I think that helps everyone go forward and move forward. True, true. And like, we, we are really thankful to everyone who've supported us. I mean, everyone just proved that it's not about where you're from or like which, what background you're from. It's all about just good music and it's all about rock and roll. So that's always been the case, right? It's always about the music. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Guresh, it's been great having you on the podcast. I thank you very much for your time. Thank you for much about, about talking about the album and the process and learning more about you. It's been a great, uh, a great discussion. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Gurish from Gurish and the Chronicles, the new album out February 11th. Hail to the heroes. Go get it on Frontier Records. 
and uh, hopefully keep our fingers crossed, whether wherever you're at in the UK, Europe, or the States, that they do get a chance to come here and play some rock music for us. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe, stay strong, take care of each other, and we will talk again soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.